Hello, y'all. So we are honored and super excited to be joined by all of our storytellers from season one and season two of the Women Who Love and Lead podcast. We have Shayla Holmes, Andrea Barber, Rena Goodman, Markeisha Kennedy, and Micaiah Bennett, Sasha and Micaiah Mitchell, and Sharice Ariana Woods. So this is our first annual brunch, and again, um, from the bottom of my heart, I really just want to thank each and every one of you, first off, for letting us into your lives and giving us an opportunity to share your story with the world. I promise you, um, I'm sure it impacted, if not one, um, two, three, and possibly millions of people as the um, time just, you know, progresses on. So thank you. This is the first of many brunches. We will be back here next year, maybe in a different space, but we will be back again next year and hope that y'all will join us next year too. Um, thank you once again. We are here to celebrate the beautiful beings of women, mothers, daughters, and how they have grown and how your relationship has transformed over the years, even in the midst of the ups and downs. And thank you for being here once again. Let's get it started. All right, y'all. So um, now we are just going to have a conversation with each other, um, just like we're conversing with our friends, our close friends, our, our family, our sisters, and everybody's just going to have a chance to share their story. And I um, just hope that we're just, you know, engaging with each other and enjoying each other. Hello, ladies and um, future listeners. Um, I'm Shayla Holmes. I am um, a friend and mentee of Chanel. When she came to me with her beautiful idea, absolutely had to jump on board especially knowing that it could possibly help other women by sharing my story so my story um, was about my postpartum depression that I experienced after having my third child I have four beautiful children and um, I was a young teen mom and from that moment I just knew I had to step up as Chanel knows, um, <laughs> I've struggled with procrastination and different things over the years. You know, when I found out I was pregnant for a third time, just the timing was crazy already in my life. I was in between jobs, had a lot of different like career things going on, and basically I was already stressed. <laughs> so you're already stressed from your day-to-day -day life. I'm already a mom. I also helped my mother who was dealing with health issues at that time. And I just added on to my plate. So at that time, I was already stressed, and then I'm pregnant now. So just already kind of was going through a difficult time during my pregnancy. But, of course, you feel once you have the baby, you know, all that's going to go away, and you're going to feel a lot better. And unfortunately, once I had my daughter, things got worse. So with my two older children, I did not experience postpartum depression. So I really had no clue what was going on at first. I just knew from the moment I got home from the hospital, I was crying. Every day, every morning, you know, I was really upset. That's kind of how everything started with my postpartum. So you say you experienced that with your third child. So when you had your fourth child, did you experience postpartum depression and knew how to deal with it and cope with it? Or did you deal with it again and were in the same like position and mindset that you were when you had your third one? Thank you for that question, Andrea. So with my fourth child, he actually was my peace. A big part of my postpartum depression was because I had not healed myself. So throughout my journey of going through the postpartum depression, it really helped me to look at me. 
my childhood wounds, my issues. Why is my relationship not working out with their father? You know, that's a whole nother story. But, <laughs> um, you know, just why am I not married? And just going through all these different emotions. But I call my baby boy, which is my youngest, my fourth, my peace, literally, because he brought so much peace. But my daughter, she's my strength because I had to become strong and really grab this strength that I didn't even know I had. And I really thank God for just being there because it was some pretty dark times, you know. I got to the point where I couldn't even nurse her, breastfeed her, because I would be so down and in the bed. So, so yeah, I, I definitely knew how to deal with it, you know, once I had my, my youngest. So, What inspired you to share your story with all of us? Thank you for that question, Rena. Um, well, Chanel knows if she asks me to do something, I'm going to always be on board because <laughs> she's such a great mentor. But um, honestly, I used to be one of those women that I, I didn't understand postpartum. Like, how could you be depressed after you just, you know, brought a beautiful life, you know, into the world? So when it happened to me, I was like, man, you know, it was just something that was so unexpected, you know, so really just to help other women, you know, and it's help other black women. I feel like this is something that isn't really talked about amongst black women. And my mom didn't go through it, or at least she didn't talk about it, or my grandma. So it's like I wanted to be, I experienced it, but I made it out of it. So that was another big part, letting women know that if you go through it, you can make it out. So I, my question would be, you know, you mentioned um, sadness, like, you know, blue, things like that. Maybe can you tell women, like, what were some of those things that you started experiencing so people know if, if they're not just crazy? You know, a lot of times I think we take it personal. We're like, we're crazy, we're overwhelmed. What are some of the, the things that kind of led you to know that that was what was happening? And what can, what, can, what can we do as people, as a village, to support someone who's going through that? That's a great question, Markeisha. Thank you. So for me, after you have a baby, you're initially happy. You just brought a baby into the world. So I'm looking at this beautiful baby girl and I'm happy, but I'm crying. I don't want to get out the bed. I'm not, I'm neglecting my two older kids. They need help with homework. They want to go just do what older kids do. I'm in the bed. Um, and I really shut down. I was, I shut everybody out as far as family, friends. So really People knew, like, oh, Shayla's not, because that's not me. I'm not the type to just shut people out and be in my own little box. But I would just say definitely just keep reaching out because there was those people that was like, something's wrong. You know, like, you might say you're fine, but we clearly can tell that you're not, you know, that something's going on. So definitely just be persistent because there was times I'm like, I don't want to be bothered. Just leave me alone. But my mom, just certain people, my sister, no, we see something's going on. You want us to take the older kids, even take all your kids, just so you can get that you time. And um, that definitely helped, you know, a lot, just really getting my me time. But then it brought up, again, a lot of things that I just knew I had to work on. And then that's when my, my spiritual journey, which I like to call it, um, really started. I've always been spiritual, but that, like I said, just having to rely on not my strength, but God's strength really um, impacted <laughs> Um my relationship tremendously so I'm thankful overall going through it so I just want to make a comment on what you said um about postpartum and you know parents maybe our moms or didn't tell us about this um if they went through it but it feels like now there's names for things that there weren't names for before because I even know there's there's a a part uh, like a smaller version if you will of postpartum called uh, the baby blues mm. 
Um, and that's just, it's basically the same, I think, but it's just a shorter amount of time. And I think I had that because I can't say, and my sister's going to get me and my daughter, but my, when I had my three-year-old, he was my first baby. And we had the two older kids, but I didn't have them as babies. Like, I didn't bring them home from the hospital. So, yeah, I loved him, but I can't say I was... I was in love. Like, I was overwhelmed extremely. Because as soon as that baby comes, you have to make decisions immediately. Do, do they want to get vaccinated? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? It's like, it's so overwhelming. Then you got to take them home. It's like, hold on, I'm not ready. <laughs> so, but yeah, but it, I mean, it, it's nice that there's a name for, you know, what you experienced and that you had the strength to, to come out of it. So, just wanted to make that comment. Yeah. <laughs> so, my name is Sasha Mitchell, and my story was about the step parent uh, relationship with the daughter. So, uh, in our story, we talked about um, giving yourself and child grace because you are learning this child and they are learning you. Um, but like I said in the story, there's room in uh, their hearts for another parent, just like there's room in your heart for another child. Um, my daughter's name is Micaiah, so um, there's two Micaiahs on there. Uh, but my daughter, Micaiah, she, her and I get along very well. We meshed immediately. So our relationship was a lot easier than I think some people may experience with stepchildren. Um, but I just wanted to give others hope, um, especially especially black moms that, you know, obviously all those other relationships aren't always easy. So I just wanted to give other people hope and an example of what a good stepdaughter, stepmother relationship looks like. So that was our story. I just wanted to offer that I thought that was awesome. I think that um, what I found as I got older and started to, you know, get into relationship is that um, successful co-parenting is awkward and odd for a lot of us, and it shouldn't be. You know, it, I think that, unfortunately, in our community, we don't get to see a lot of successful co-parenting um, where the focus is on the success and the health and well-being of the child. Um, and not on, you know, personal issues. So it was really nice to just see that, you know, it can be done, it works. Um, and it, I think it's really awesome that we have you guys to lean on to, to say it's possible. So um, I think we need more of that. Yes, I thank you for sharing your story. Um, my question is, I am a stepchild, um, but it's to my dad. And he's the, you know, he was a wonderful stepfather. But once I hit those teenage years, <laughs> we started, you know, kind of bumping heads. So now that she's a teenager, do you feel like, you know, is the relationship still going the way that it is? Or are you starting to get some hiccups in the road? Like, you know, are things still going how they were? And if they're not, um, how do you see you guys overcoming any um, obstacles that you may, um, you know, face or, or come up against? So I would say, yes, things are still going very well. She is a really, really good kid. We don't have any issues um, going on. She is a teenager. breaks my heart. <laughs> she is a teenager um, going to high school. So we'll see what's next for high school. But I don't think, I don't think she'll make a, a crazy change. I hope not anyway. <laughs> yeah. But... But no, we haven't really had any issues. Um, she She's just an easy kid, you know. And I don't want to say our other kids are hard, but <laughs> the other ones are boys. So she set an example of holding it down for the girls in our family. Um, but yeah, she's been a good kid, and I don't, I don't think, I don't anticipate any crazy changes with her. 
Okay, so this is Andrea Barber. Um, I did the podcast in February. My podcast was about my beautiful chaos. Um, I have three boys, um, 15, 12, and soon to be eight. Um, I made a lot of mistakes, um, especially when choosing our fathers. Um, so it's just us. Um, I call it my beautiful chaos because my boys are older now and it was really, really rough raising them by myself. Um, I'm not a man. I don't want to be a man, but sometimes I do have to step up in those, those certain roles. Um, now that my boys are older, um, I talked about how I utilize so many um, programs in my community how I kept them involved in different things. And now that they're older, I'm starting to see how that makes such a huge impact on them. I know all children need both parents, but sometimes, especially in the choices that you make in men, it's like a double-headed sword. Sometimes it's just better that it's not like that. I'm not saying that's for everybody, but for my situation, it was better that it was just us. And I know that my boys are or hurting because of that but I didn't let that define us or um put them into this category where they're like in trouble and um disrespectful um I met Chanel through her and I did the brown mama's monologue and she's met my boys my boys are respectful they're really good boys if anybody meets my boys they'll tell you that um they've never been suspended from school they say yes ma'am no ma'am yes sir no sir they know how to shake somebody's hand they know how to look you in your eye um they're they're really really good boys so I just I did the podcast and I called it my beautiful chaos because it is rough it is hard but now that they're older I'm starting to really see the impact of the the things and the patience that I had with them um and how it's making such a huge impact on who they are today and it is such a good feeling it really truly is it was a beautiful chaos but it's it's, it, it was worth it um and um I listened to Shayla's story and I, I guess I was going through postpartum and didn't really realize it until I listened to your story. And when I had my third one, I was really, really depressed because I was mad at myself for having another baby with, they have two, three kids, two dads. And I went back to the same guy that was really toxic and had another baby with him. And I could not believe myself. And that really put me into a big, big depression. And, um, and I did the same thing. I had to really check myself. I had to check Andrea like 100% man. Like I really, really did because I'm the queen bee. And if the queen bee's not good, then the whole half is going down. So I had to really, really check myself. And I'm glad that I did that early on. And that's what I really talk about in my podcast. And I just really wanted to encourage any woman. We are going to make mistakes. I wanted to encourage women. Don't make the same mistakes I did. But if you do, you can make it through. Don't bring different men around your children. Make them your main focus. It's going to be rough. It's going to be beautifully chaotic. But in the end, it's definitely going to be worth it. It really is. And that was the whole purpose of my podcast. I just wanted to comment that it sounds like you got a, you're getting the return on your investment that you put in on your kids. So, yeah, and that's it is a good thing to see. I think on my podcast, I even mentioned that she had said something back to me that I said to her that I thought she wasn't listening to. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, you actually listened. <laughs> and it feels good. <laughs> so, yeah, just wanted to mention that we're all investing in our kids and we'll see the return, whether it be good or bad, at some point. I just wanted to add, I, I met your boys years ago as well. They was a little younger, but, yes, they are very respectful. But, um, 
I actually listened to your podcast shortly after mine's and you know, I did not know, you know, because when I first met you, you just had your business going and you was, you know, I'm like, oh, she got it together. Okay, let's go, you know. Right, yeah. So when I heard your story, I was like, okay. And it just, you know, opens our eyes up just how much we go through as black women. Like, it, you know, we all have our stories and our things, but, you know, we're all overcomers, you know what I mean? So, um, you know, I just commend you, you know what I mean, for just – Yes, thank you, because seriously, your boys really are the ideal. Yes, the ideal. Yes, there you go. I just really want to commend all the women at this table because it's just such a blessing that none of you guys look like your past and the fact that you have such a promising future here. Like exactly what Ms. Sheila was saying Knowing Ms. Shayla, I'm sorry, my apologies, Ms. Shayla. Everybody needs to know it's Ms. Shayla because that's a beautiful name. But um, I just need to really commend every single one of you because it's the fact that you don't look like what you've been through, but it shows like how resilient every single one of you are. And thank you so much for being transparent and sharing those stories because you are not only inspiring me, and I don't even have kids, y'all, I'm a kid, but you are inspiring me and I know you're going to inspire so many others. So just thank you so much for keep going and thank you so much for being at this table because you've made it. And I'm just proud of every single one of you. If you haven't heard it I hope you hear it today I'm proud of every single one of you seriously so hey I'm Markeisha I'm Makaya's mom um, and um, I'm just so overwhelmed with excitement to be here I just there's the spirit in the room is awesome Amen. so um, we were on the Mother's Day edition of the podcast in May and um, we just you know for the first time told our story and I didn't realize we had a story but once we told it, I was like oh, okay this might actually be like the story so um, you know our story was just about <laughs> some of the same themes as the other women it's just resilience um, building a village, um, just making sure that, um, you know, we are transparent with our children, you know, making sure that the faith is present in everything we do with our children, which I think, you know, was already talked about a couple of times. Um, and I, you know, my, my phrase is stop, praise, pause, because I, I just feel like a lot of times the position we're in um, as parents is that we just have to figure it out. You know, we don't have um, you know, maybe a second parent to help out. And um, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to allow people to do things for you. And I think too often, I think I use the example of groceries and, you know, letting someone fix something for you. Too often we're like, no, no, we got it. We figured it out. We're cool. But um, it's okay to do that. It's okay to allow someone to um, bless you and to receive that. Um, and even as I'm getting older, I'm learning to receive blessings, you know. So um, that was kind of the theme of our, our edition. And I'll um, hand it over to Kai because I'm sure she's going to bless y'all real quick. <laughs> no, yes. Definitely just seconding off of mom. Absolutely. It was about transparency. And just like you said, when we were telling our story, I realized how much of a story we actually had. And, you know, like I said, y'all might not have heard me, but there's definitely hills and valleys. Okay. But God was through them all. Our village was through them all as well. And we just are here today because of so many people who are behind us and just being able, like you said, to accept that love and accept those blessings. And we know we are just creatures of relationship. Like it is okay to ask for help. It's okay to, you know, receive the help. And I feel like we don't do that enough because like I said, we're just creatures of relationship and we need to rely on each other, right? We're not meant to do this life alone and do it solo. So it was just basically about being transparent, knowing when you need something, listening to your inner self, as well as just listening to others, you know, to make sure that you're doing all right. You have to truly make sure people from the outside in are talking to you, explaining what they're seeing, you know, you're doing and everything like that. So just transparency is key. It's like great relationships within yourself too, for sure.
So you guys, your podcast was amazing. Um, I felt like I had went to church, and y'all took me to church. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, but it was it's a beautiful, it was a beautiful story, even though you didn't realize you had one. It was beautiful seeing you realize within the podcast that you had a story. It was like happening real time. So um, just thanks for the encouragement that you guys shared. Um, and I think it's important to know that I think, Markeisha, and yours, you mentioned, and I mentioned in mine, too, that our moms did the best that they could do. And we are doing the best that we can do, too. So, um, and sometimes it turns out to be a beautiful, like you guys' story. So I just wanted to make that comment. I just wanted to add to that because I'm just going to say, this girl here, you go, mama, because I see, like, life coach, motivational speaker, pastor, preacher. Like, no, seriously. Yeah, right. Like, she's just, yep, yeah, no, she's beautiful. So I just wanted to commend you just for, you know, um, just for whatever you're doing, you know, just speaking that life into her because um, I do have to go catch y'all's podcast. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I just wanted to say that, so. And I also wanted to say the same thing as well. You really have to pat yourself on the back, girl. Because I told you that when we were walking outside to take our group photo. I was like, girl, I said, you, you got to pat yourself on the back. So you did an awesome job raising your baby. Um, she's respectful. She, You could just tell she was just raised correctly. And you did, like you were saying, you did the best that you can. And you did a hell of a job, girl. So, um, yeah. You're awesome. <laughs> and I just I just think that, you know, it, it's actually what you both, all three of us have talked about. It's like when we make the investment on our children, this is the return. Yeah. When we're willing to sacrifice our time, our relationships, because we realize that as parents, sometimes we have to make that decision to put ourselves second, yeah. you know. And not everyone has the ability to do that. But, you know, when we invest in our kids, the end result is successful, productive kids. That's it. I just, you know, everybody at this table should be celebrating because, you know, what we're doing is we're um, trusting in our work that the next generation is going to be okay and they're going to be okay because of our children, because of the investments, like you said, that we've made. And um, I'm just thankful. I'm thankful to be in a space in this place with these people because there's no mistakes being made. So even if we do, if we do make mistakes, we learn from them. We don't, my boys, I tell the boys this all the time, you're going to make mistakes. I do not expect you guys to be perfect. But if we all make mistakes as women, men, families, whatever, you learn from them, you pick yourself up, and you keep it moving. My name is Sharice, and I was on the Mother's Day podcast, and we talked about the importance of open communication. And also, I'm her only daughter and her best child, so <laughs> we... Um, I guess I'm becoming a teen, so she has to, you know, deal with that. My dad passed away in 2015, so she she had to learn how to parent me and my brother um, on her own, and then with help from my family, too, so. You are the best child. I'm just going to confirm that for you. <laughs> so what made you want to tell your story? And I'm sorry to hear about your um, dad passing. Do you feel like that impacted you in any type of way as far as the relationship with you and your mom? I think it did because I never like went through that thing where daughters grow up when they're young with their dads like they're really close and then when they grow up it changes completely that never happened with my dad and I was also young so I think I didn't take it like how I definitely didn't take it like how I would have if it happened now so it wasn't as hard for me and I didn't really like see what happened to my mom I don't think I realized it but like now I do 
and I'm proud of her for getting through that because it actually really was hard and I didn't even know about it until now because I'm older. Do you feel like even though you were younger when your dad passed, do you feel like your mom acknowledged your feelings? And do you feel like she if she didn't or if she did, do you think that she is doing it now? Um, like trying to manage her own feelings and your feelings about your dad passing? I think, yeah, I think she did. Like she would always talk about my dad highly and just like tell us stories and make us laugh. Yeah, she definitely tries to talk to me. I am like growing and I keep a lot of stuff to myself. Like I like to be myself, but she tries and she talks to me and she'll know when I'm down or something. If I am upset one day, like about my dad, like I said, like she always talks highly about him and it turns into like an hour long talk about like everything my dad did, but it's helpful, so. Thank you ladies so much. This was definitely a beautiful time, a beautiful experience with all of you together. Um, letting us know your stories again, letting getting deep into thought, getting deep into conversation. And we're just here to thank you for the opportunity of sharing your life with us and the Women Who Love and Lead podcast with Chanel Arena. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Women Who Love and Lead, the podcast. I am Chanel. And I'm Rena. For more inspiration, visit us at www.womenloveandlead.com. Be inspired, be encouraged, be empowered.